Don't think healthcare professionals have any business experience? Think again. No topic is off limits as we share tales from our brave hosts who will always tell it like it is. We are hashtag no filter healthcare. Here to guide you through your healthcare journey are your hosts, Taylor Dunn and Tamara Donda. We want to thank our sponsor, Uptime Health, the leading healthcare equipment and compliance management software company for bringing this podcast to fruition. Visit UptimeHealth.com to learn more. Let's get started. Welcome to hashtag no filter healthcare. I'm your co-host, Taylor Dunn. And I'm your other co-host, Tamara Donda, and today we have our guest speaker, Suda Vetri, who is the CEO and founder of Subscribely. Hi, Suda. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? We're doing great. I know it's early for everybody. You're the only person that can get me recording podcasts at 8 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm really excited to have you on today's show. Um, we're looking forward to speaking with you and learning more about Subscribely and, and how you got started in the dental industry. So let's start there. Tell us where it all began and the, where the idea for Subscribely came about. I'm basically a, a strategy consultant. I started my career in McKinsey & Company. Um, I've predominantly worked in finance. Um, so my the way my brain works is completely different than uh, like, you know, anybody who's been in the dental industry for long. So it's like third person perspective. So when I got joined uh, with the dental membership company, that's when I truly understood the void of uh, dental insurance and like you know, how many people do not have a dental insurance and how hard it is to afford a dental treatment without insurance. And um, it's it became very clear to me. And I also understood that the void of like, you know, healthcare as a whole, it's not just a problem with the dental like, you know, as healthcare as a whole, if you don't have insurance, it's very expensive and you cannot easily afford um, any procedures. Um, then we decided, okay, like, you know, how about uh, similar to a dental membership program or a discount dental plan? Why not offer that to solve the entire healthcare uh, problem to begin with? And that's when we started, like, Subscribely. We created a, a subscription platform to offer to non-insured patients or as a complementary insurance to cover all the preventive care. Um, so dentistry and healthcare happened to me, I would say. Um, so uh, it's it's been a fun ride thus far. Uh, it's similar to me. I mean, I, I mean, I kind of started out in urgent care and came into dental. And it's, it's one of those things where I feel like you're meant to be in this industry and you can feel it when you get there too. <laughs> um, it's really great. I mean, you know, Uptime Health works in all different areas of healthcare, but um, we are just loving dental right now. I mean, we love all the industries, but dental's just a really fun time right now to be here and with everybody. So we're happy to have you. <laughs> I mean, um, to be very honest, like I think dental is much ahead of the crowd in thinking uh, and when compared to the rest of the healthcare, uh, because discount dental plan has been there much earlier than uh, any other healthcare subscription to begin with. Well, I did a little research um, naturally because I, you know, I wanted to learn more about Subscribely, and and I saw on your platform that it offers uh, data and analytics to customers, and you know that Uptime Health thrives on data. <laughs> We're all about it. Um, and we love to provide information back to clients and dental facilities to help improve their business. So I'm curious to know what kind of data and analytics does Subscribely provide to clients and how does it maximize their revenue opportunities? Um, that's a very good question. Um, like, you know, we all know data is a religion, how we all want to follow. 
Uh, we provide a lot of analytics. We integrate with the PMS system. Uh, that's one of the foundation core of our platform. Um, because we are able to integrate, uh, we are able to identify who are the cash patients, who are the self-insured patients, who are appropriate to be part of this membership plan which they're offering, as a result of which the revenue can be maximized. Um, like the, the idea is like, you know, you want to make sure that when a patient funnel is put in place, you bring in the right patient into the funnel. So the funnel of patient is retained and they're not churned away, right? So in order to bring the right patient into the funnel, you have to identify the right set of patient population who will benefit from the membership program to begin with. And we are able to understand that by integrating with the PMS data. Um, so we are able to pull like a morning huddle report, like which pulls all the cash patients who come into the practice. And we provide that data to the front desk. So they're able to successfully identify, okay, like this patient will maximize from subscribing into one of the membership program what they're offering. And we also turn around and like, you know, reflect that to the patient as well to say how much they have saved by end of six months or a year. If I send you data saying, hey, uh, Taylor, you subscribe for a $300 plan, but you save $2,000 like in, in procedure, then that becomes a no-brainer for you to renew the subscription program. And the same thing, like, you know, when a, when a patient is subscribed for $300, when I show the practice, like, what's the lifetime value, what we created and how much treatment that they've accepted, it becomes a routine for them to even promote the membership plan because they understand the value of, from the both the hand. So it becomes very comprehensive for us to provide this data. I think that's so powerful because, you know, if you're not able to provide information back that's meaningful to the patient's. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, I I wish that there was more opportunities, you know, in other ways for that, where I can actually see where my savings is coming from when I subscribe to things. So it's uh, that's really unique. I, I love that that you can actually break down the data and put it together in a in a way that it just shows the value immediately. So okay, my favorite question to ask. <laughs> Um, hashtag no filter. I, I want to know, you know, you're an entrepreneur. Uh, tell us about one of the biggest challenges that you faced as an entrepreneur and how you have overcome it. Oh, that's a, that's, that's a good question. Uh, so basically like, you know, uh, prior to working in a startup, I've always worked in a very big companies. Like, and I'm like one thing, the luxury of working in a bigger company is, is like, you know, you have a front-end team and a back-end team and like you know you have like an army of engineers working on your product and uh, coming from a product background like you know it's very hard for me to truly create a MVP that is meaningful and like one of the key rules in a startup is like you know you fail fast and you learn fast and you have to you're doing that with a with a lean team right um, so like there were times where I tried to put in like a sprint, which is like, you know, 10 people worth of work and like, you know, and it gets easily burnt out. Um, and it took me a while to understand, okay, we are not building a product for two years from now. We're building a product for four weeks from now. Like what did I learn in the last four weeks and what is going to create value to the patient and the provider? Let's roll that out and then learn and then iterate and then go and build it back. Right. So it, it's a very different methodology and like the cap that you have to wear. Uh, but I think I'm sort of used to this now, like, you know, in, in a year we have done like, you know, like 60 plus sprint. So if you, with practice, you get used to that. And there are times where uh, like the engineering team will come and like, you know, pull the plug as well saying, okay, 
I know without this, this doesn't make sense. So let's combine this. Let's, we have to put in like a weekend's worth of work to make it happen. Uh, but I've got a fantastic team who made it happen as well. So thus far, the credit goes to them while I was learning how to pick up a starting entrepreneur. But uh, I think together we are mature as a team to learn fast and fail fast and like, you know, create value uh, in our life. And I think underlying underneath all of that is uh, you don't get a lot of sleep as an entrepreneur. <laughs> yes, I'm doing a podcast at six o'clock in the morning, so that should tell you something. Exactly. <laughs> so I'd like to pivot the conversation to really focus on internal business structures because I'm kind of fascinated by subscription models and how they become so popular, you know, with Amazon and um, even all of these streaming services. So people really gravitate to them um, based around three factors, right? Convenience, price savings, and replenishment. So um, most companies that offer these subscription models experience issues though, when it comes to retention. So how do you keep your clients engaged with your subscriptions? Do you offer, you know, more services as you build up more plans or, you know, kind of how do you engage with them on a regular basis? I mean, uh, you picked on my very favorite topic, uh, Tamara, I'll tell you that. So subscription economy is coming and you're absolutely right. Like, you know, we are subscribing to car, like all the way to the streaming services uh, and video streaming services and all of that. Um so one thing that I want to highlight here is like, you know, there's a lot of confusion between um, like a Costco dental plan versus like, you know, dental membership or dental subscription. Uh, one is like, you know, you pay an annual cost, like which is like $70. And then you pretty much walk into the office and everything what you get is like a discount thereafter. Right. Um, on the other side, like you create a comprehensive subscription, which is like, you know, you pay $300 uh, for your subscription or like, you know, uh, any, like based on the underlying factor, like where they operate and all of that. Um, and then you give an included service, which is like, you know, all the preventive care is covered as part of the subscription. So when you do that kind of comprehensive subscription, the retention is tend to be higher because I'm not asking you to open your wallet every single time you walk into the practice, right? And it doesn't feel like a Groupon to you. Like you're subscribing to something, you get a huge discount. So you tend to do a expensive procedure and then you cancel your membership. On the other side, if I'm creating a change in your behavior, and if I include saying, hey, like you, know, you get this 10 set of procedures and you get it year over year, and the value of this 10 set of procedure is more than $2,500, but you are subscribing that for a minimum set of like an you know, annual membership cost then it becomes a routine that we are building in your like, you know, behavior. So that tends to retain more subscriber into practice. And we have seen a lot more success with that kind of model. And that's one of the predominant models that we actually recommend our practices to implement. And of course, we also provide like a lot of training. We provide hygienist training, we provide friend desk training, and we provide a lot of training. So they understand the value prop of the subscription and able to articulate this very well to uh, the patients. Yeah, I think that, you know, really subscription models are so interesting, but the way that you've kind of positioned your business, it just really makes sense. You know, it makes sense on the patient side also. And that's what's really important. You know, they're the ones that are really interested in using the product and pushing it out there. And then um, also with the, you know, other offices as well, you know, it's just an easier conversation, I think, to have with a person. 
uh, when you're not, you know, asking for money all the time. <laughs> okay. I mean, like, you know, hygienists and friendless people are not like sales people, right? Like they, they truly care about the patient. And end of the day, that's the, that's what they enjoy doing to begin with. So when you provide them the tool to actually facilitate that conversation, it becomes very easy for them to explain the value prop because they're trained to do that. And the value prop is like providing more services to the patient. It becomes very natural for them than like thinking that they are selling something to the patient and they have to articulate this every single time. Then they fail and the patient fail and like the, the entire thing falls apart. And I loved how you touched on changing the habit um, because, you know, a lot of people, I feel like if they don't have coverage, they're going to the dentist only for emergency cases. They're not regularly going to get cleanings and other things that are just important for maintenance. Um, and so this is changing the way that they're thinking about getting care, getting dental care. So I think it's great. So one awesome feature too I saw was that you guys offer marketing related services. Tell me a little bit more about that, you know, and how you guys keep up with all the volume. Cause I know it can become difficult, you know, when you're scaling at your size. Oh, that's a really good question. But um, we, we modularized our offering uh, to the dot. Uh, so the branding of the dental provider doesn't change. Like, you know, it changes, like, you know, very rare. So whenever we create our offering, uh, we take pride in offering a white label services. So we create like a patient portal, like marketing and like, you know, all the branded collaterals that goes along with it under the branding guideline of the practice to begin with. And it's like you do it once and then you pretty much like don't have to touch that again unless there is like underlying factor that changes. So it's very modularized and it's data driven to begin with. Um, the design is the component is like added as a value prop and they take pride in that. Like you know, whenever like everything is white label, it feels like yours, it acts like yours and it doesn't change that often as well. So we put in that effort when we launching a plan and we change periodically when the underlying packages changes um, because the need of the patient base changes or like if they want to launch like a new um, services to begin with as part of the package and we go and touch that but we're not redesigning the entire thing we're just updating the package component so it's very modularized and white labeled to fit the custom needs um, so we are able to scale along with that um, it's not that hard that's awesome i love it white label all the way <laughs> um, i mean like it's uh, it's Pretty much what is watered in the industry, like, you know, if you take, like, you know, Apple and, like, if you take other industries, which is setting the bar so high for, like, you know, the customer experience. And people look to relate to the same kind of experience everywhere else outside of the healthcare or any other patient journey that they are looping in. So we are truly bringing in a consumerism in healthcare. So we are trying to put them in the center and then give them the same look and feel and then experience what they experience outside of healthcare. Um, so it's very easy for them to relate to and accept into that. And it, it's easy for the provider to set the bars so high as well to meet the expectation. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this has been really great talking with you, Suda, and learning more about Subscribely and just what you're doing to change the dental industry and the mentality of patients. Um, I honestly think it's brilliant. <laughs> so um, kudos to you and your team. And I really can't wait to see how your company continues to grow. Um, so to learn more about Subscribely, make sure you visit subscribely.com. 
Um, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast or comment below if you have any questions for us. Thanks, Suda. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, like you guys have done a phenomenal job in working in healthcare, and I truly enjoy the conversation with you both. And um, I, I hope to see many more podcasts. And uh, I'm a true subscriber to No Filter Healthcare. So I, I cannot wait to see more podcasts in your channels too. Thank you so much. Maybe we'll have you back. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.